Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We're on episode 96 of my little wrestling show where once a week, sometimes twice a week, I talk about wrestling. I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, give you the recap, let you know what's going on storyline-wise. We talk in wrestling, and at the end of those shows, I give out my three stars of the week, awarding... My three favorite matches that I witnessed with my eyeballs that week, and if there is a major pay-per-view, such as there is right now, we will be doing a separate episode to review that. So, that is what we're doing today. We are reviewing Survivor Series War Games. Oh boy. So, we are back in Chicago, Illinois. Oh boy. One of the wrestling hot pots out there. Great crowd as always. So, we start off the show. There was nothing on the pre-show that I saw. We got the women's war games match up first. We got Team Damage Control, Bailey, Asuka, EO, Sky, and Kyrie Zane going up against Team Flair, I guess. Charlotte Flair, Shotzi, Bianca Belair, and Becky Lynch. Oh boy. So the rules with the war games match you got two competitors on each team starting in the ring, the rest of them are all caged in. I believe it's team uh, damage control got the advantage. So every five minutes, one member comes in, vice versa, until all the members are in, and then the War Games match begins. First team to get a pinfall or submission wins. So we got damage control. They all come out wearing Asuka masks, look really freaking cool. So we got Becky Lynch starting against Bailey. A disarmor is locked in on Bailey. Dakota spears Lynch with a kendo stick on the outside, helping out Bailey. Shotzi enters next, brings in a bunch of chairs, jumps off a chair into Bailey. Shotzi falls awkwardly onto the chair, kind of looked painful. Shotzi had like a bunch of marks all over. Like she got, I don't know if she, something hit her in the face, but she was marked up pretty bad at the end of this match. EO enters next, brings a chain into the equation, going to town on Becky and Shotzi with it. Lynch is busted open, takes a double superplex. Bianca enters next and just starts whipping the bejesus out of EO with her hair. Thumbs up for that. I love that she's been smacking people with her hair more often. And she's got like a double whip. She's got two... What do you call them? Ponytails, I guess? I don't know. Got two of them, so she's just going to town with that. Freaking awesome. Kyrie Sane emotionlessly enters next with a trash can lid. Piles chairs onto Shotzi and delivers an insane elbow drop onto Shotzi. Ouch. Flair enters next, hits a double top rope natural selection. Pretty cool. Dakota and EO are building a weapon, like, pulley system to bring in a trash can. It was it was a little much, but it was creative. EO puts the, the trash can lid over her head, or she puts the can over her head, and she just leaps off with the can on her head. An incredible visual. Like, oh my god, so good. Falls onto the pile. Freaking excellent. Thumbs up for that. Asuka enters last, brings in some customized kendo sticks for all of the damage control members. And War Games officially begins with damage control whooping everybody with those kendo sticks. Uh, a chain, Becky, what, I don't know, they have a chain, oh, they chain B, uh, Becky and Bianca together. And then deliver a quad drop kick to them in the middle of the ring, that was pretty freaking cool. 
And then Asuka missed Shotzi, a missile drop kick to Lynch with the can on her head. Oh my god. Flair climbs the cage, dives off with a moonsault, landing hard on the pile. Thumbs up for that. I think EO took Flair's boot to the head. Uh, that's just what it did. Someone took a boot to the head. <clears throat> it kind of looked like EO did. Becky and Charlotte working together. They hug it out. They're friends again. Oh my goodness. Shotzi avoids the mist. Belair blasts Asuka with a fire extinguisher. Finisher spree by Team Belair. Flair ending with a manhandle slam off of the top. Through a table on Bailey. She's done. Pins and Team Flair. Shotzi Lynch Belair win. Oh, buddy. Great way to start the show. I mean, with a War Games match. Freaking awesome. Lots of big spots in this one. Love that trash can dive by EO. That, that imagery was so freaking good. Like, ah, oh, well done. Well done. I think everybody had a great match. Everyone was getting involved. I didn't see any big botches or anything. And it didn't look so, like, let's get to this spot, to the next spot. Which sometimes the women's matches struggle with. I felt there was a good flow to this one. Like I said, Shotzi was wearing the battle marks after this one. There was a point where she walked in front of the camera and they got a really good close-up of her face and she just had all these little marks on her face. I don't know what happened. If she took like a face plan into the cage or something, I don't know, but you know, good on her. Good effort. And some nice story spots in this one as well with Lynch and Flair hugging it out. Is is that official? Are they friends again? I don't know. And Bailey taking a spear for Kyrie Sane. So there's that. Bailey is going to be to use that as advantage to keep herself in damage control. Even though, like, it was a very, very light teasing that they might boot Bailey out of damage control. But this should solidify her spot in there for at least another month or so. Really, really enjoyed this War Games. 8 out of 10. Alright, we move on. It's Alpha Academy and Pretty Deadly. They are arguing backstage. Over if chips are called chips or crisps. And then our truth appears. Oh, snap. Uh, appears, tells them they are both wrong. They call Ruffles Dog. Tazawa dances. And yeah, just a shameless uh, commercial right here. Just, oh boy. But at least our truth was here. We move on to the Intercontinental Championship match. Gunther defending against The Miz. Miz going after the champ's knees, smashing it on the ring post, and then applies the Bret Hart figure four on the ring post. You gotta love that. Miz hits a nice tornado DDT, and then a mean old powerbomb by Gunther, but the Miz is able to kick out of that. Referee is Biddy, biz, Biddy, busy putting the buckle pad back on. Miz nails a low blow on Gunther. Skull-crushing finale, and it's a near fall. Oh my goodness. Gunther's splash is not as effective because his knee is toast. So instead, he just locks in a lion tamer. Straight up, Miz is forced to tap out, and Gunther retains the Intercontinental Championship. That's one thing I really actually enjoy about Gunther is that he can beat you in a variety of ways. He can pull out a Boston Crab, beat you that way, armbar, powerbomb, clothesline, you name it. Gunther doesn't have, like, like his powerbomb is probably his most effective as a finisher, I guess, but he doesn't really have a bona fide finisher. He'll just fuck you up straight up. But a really good effort here from the Miz. Uh, his his striking was okay. Like he doesn't throw the most uh, stiff or hard looking strikes, but he was throwing them. Nice counters in this match. Good strategy, you know, for the Miz going after the knee. He tried. Uh, the crowd was 
very much so behind the Miz. That is that's kind of nice. And Gunther just too much in this match for the Miz. Strong performance is always from the champion. Good match, seven out of ten. We move on. It is Dragon Lee going up against Santos Escobar. So on SmackDown, Carlito was uh, initially supposed to be going up against Escobar. I don't know if something legitimately happened, but Carlito had to get replaced by Dragon Lee. Uh, Shortly after, he was just like, oh, I'm so excited to get on WWE pay-per-view again. It's been so long. And then, bam, he's off. So we got Dragon Lee, Santos Escobar. So Santos is tearing at Dragon's mask. A nice double stomp by uh, Santos onto Dragon. Escobar blasts Lee with a super kick. Dragon answers with a wicked power bomb. Santos with a destroyer, and that is it. Puts down Dragon Lee for the W. Uh, you know, the match was solid, but definitely not the banger I was hoping for. It wasn't a very long match. That that was a little bit surprising. I felt like we could have went an easy another five or so minutes, got through another maybe near fall into another sequence and then then finish but no they didn't really go to that next level Santos offense I have to admit isn't the most flashy especially compared to other luchadors he's not really high flying all that much he's he's more grounded but you know Dragon is super flashy lots of fun to watch him doing his thing uh I do love me a good destroyer don't get me wrong but that ending definitely was flat I don't think Santos has ever pulled that out as a finisher before, so it definitely caught the crowd off guard, caught me off guard, like I was like, oh, cool, Destroyer, and then bam, that was it, I was like, oh, oh, okay, so yeah, admittedly, uh, pretty disappointed with this one, it wasn't bad, but five and a half at then. We got the world, the Women's World Championship match up next. Rhea Ripley defending against Zoe Starks, and Ripley's all alone, she got no dom-dom, I didn't see no one out there. Hot start for Zoe, diving off of the turnbuckle, diving onto Rhea, hits a nice springboard dropkick, and then Ripley sends Starks flying into the ring post. Ripley with a top rope chokeslam thing. That was weird looking. Zoe like flips. It looked like she tried to land it, but she wiped out. I don't know. And then I think they just do like a super kick right after that. So it definitely looked like a botch. They're trying something there, but I mean, it was still effective. Like it was just a big old crash off the top rope. Ripley counters the Z360 with some really nasty-looking elbows. Riptide pins and retains. Bam, that's it. Uh, Good showing here for Zoe. Aggressive on the attack early, giving Ripley maybe one of her bigger challenges as of late. Champ rallies back with a hard-hitting defense. uh, Wanting it to get to that next gear. It did not get to that. It just kind of felt like, honestly, a bit of a standard... Uh, Monday Night Raw match didn't really get to that pay-per-view level for me. I didn't give them enough time, I don't think. There was kind of a short match. The chemistry was good. I would like them to continue on with this feud. I think Zoe Stark definitely has the making to be a, a superstar, a star in the women's division. Very, very talented. I like her. I don't really know what the gimmick is necessarily, other than her just kind of being a badass. That Yeah, she's got good offense. Like I really like Zoe Stark. I believe in her. But to take down Ripley tonight probably wasn't in the cards, but it was a solid match. Six at then. Now we move to the main event. It is the men's war game match. Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, Jey Uso, and Randy Orton. Uh, up, up until this point throughout the show, they're like, hey, Randy's not here yet. Is he going to make it? So we're at the match now, and Randy Orton still isn't here. So at this point, I'm like, fuck, are we going to get swerved as like, 
Is you know who gonna show up? Is Brock Lesnar gonna show up? Like what? Are we not going to get Randy Orton? That was my huge concern. I'm like, I better fucking see Randy Orton tonight, or I'm gonna be upset. So they're going up against Team Judgment Day, Damian Priest, Dom Mysterio, JD McDonough, Finn Balor, and Drew McIntyre. So like I said, Orton has still not arrived yet for this match. Balor and Seth Rollins kicking off war games. Seth dives over to the other side to get at Finn to kick off the match. McDonough enters next, brings in the kendo sticks. Finn and uh, JD McDonough go to town on Seth with the kendo sticks. And the crowd is chanting for CM Punk. Oh, God, here we go. Jay Uso is up next. He grabs one singular steel chair and takes out JD McDonough and Finn Balor, hitting the yeet punches. Everyone going crazy for the yeet. Priest slowly enters next and gets immediately swarmed by Seth and Jay. Priest pulls out a little steel baton thingy, starts smacking everybody with that, gaining the advantage for Judgment Day. Zayn comes in next, slams the cage door on McDonough's head, and brings in a table. The crowd goes nuts. Sammy breaks off a metal pipe or something from the cage and goes to town on the Judgment Day with it. McIntyre is up next. He starts taking out members of Team Yeet one at a time. We got an Alabama slam uh, on Sammy and slams him on top of Seth. Good shit. Uso and Sammy nail Drew with a 3D. Oh, baby. Cody Rhodes is up next. He goes right after Damien. Cody pulls out a bull rope. Oh, buddy. Seth grabs onto it. Looks like they might have like a a moment right here. But no, it's all good. They're going to work together. And they use the rope to clothesline Drew McIntyre and destroy poor JD McDonough's nuts. Dom enters next. Team Yeet swarm poor Dom Dom. Beat the bejesus out of him. Table is set up for Dom. Judgment Day regroup with a double choke slam. We got stereo frog splashes and a razor's edge. Putting Rollins through the table. Holy jumping. So now Randy Orton is supposed to be up next. Instead, Rhea Ripley runs down with Priest Money in the Bank briefcase. Holy shit. And then... Randy Orton's music hits. Out comes Randy looking like a million bucks, dude. Oh my god, he looks good. And he always looks good. But this is, wow. And the crowd is going nuts. I'm going nuts. My wife's going nuts. Thumbs up. War Games officially begins. And the Money in the Bank thing, that's done. That's not happening. So that would have been a, that was a really good moment right there. I was like, oh shit, like that's a really good idea. But it didn't go down. And here we go. Randy Orton goes to town on Judgment Day with the Vintage Orton offense. Team Yeet all nailing the Vintage Orton DDTs together. And poor JD McDonough, last man standing, tries to escape the cage. But Zayn and Rollins catch up to him, throw him off the cage into an RKO. Wow. Thumbs up. That was awesome. Orton lets Cody do the honors, hits a crossroads on Damien, and pins and ends War Games. Oh my god, man. Orton is really back, man. After one and a half years, man. One and a half years this guy's been gone. Hell of a return for Randy. Might have been one of the best RKOs he has ever done. Looks amazing. Awesome. Such a great return for him. And the War Games match itself was good, it was fun, but it, it did feel a little bit standard. So we've done, 
I don't know, probably eight, more more than eight now War Games matches in the WWE, and the formula is kind of set. You know, you got your guys, they come in, they bring in a weapon, they team up, the other guy comes in, he brings in a weapon, they get the advantage back, and then back and forth, back and forth until you get to the War Games, and then crazy shit goes down. But I didn't feel there was the the high spots that the women had. I don't, like, yeah, obviously that RKO off at the top was fucking spectacular that was the best part of the match that was so freaking good but everything else felt a little bit standard there wasn't anything too crazy going on uh that i felt but jd mcdonough did a lovely job in this one he was doing a lot of the the bigger spots on the judgment day side of things dom mysterio was was entertaining he got in last so he wasn't doing too much i was Really hoping maybe he would have done like a fucking crazy frog splash off the top. He's kind of the youngest buck in the match. So sometimes they tend to do the crazy spot. But, you know, JD also the young guy getting tossed off of the cage. So I guess that makes sense right there. Uh, The storyline in the War Games match like with Seth and Cody... Are they going to be able to work together? They didn't play with that too much. They kind of just put that away right right away. They're, all right, they're working together with the bull rope, so so that was over with. Uh, no swerve or anything like that. Uh, I I honestly wish, like, uh, oh, man, like, it would have, like, I don't think it would have worked out with that money in the bank cash-in, but that was a really clever idea because uh, that would have worked out really good. Like, you have Judgment Day at that moment was in full control of the match, and you could have had, you know, come in, cash it in. You got your backup with Judgment Day on in there. Keep everybody at bay. Beat the shit out of Seth. And he could have won it, like, in the middle of the War Games match. And then the match would have went on. That would have been really freaking interesting. But at this point, like, could you put the world title on Damian Priest? I don't think, like, with... With Judgment Day around him, I think it would be acceptable. I just don't think right now, the way that Damien is, I don't think he should be the world champion. He's probably the weakest member of Judgment Day. And I'm even including J.D. McDonough in that. I think J.D. McDonough is spectacular. And uh, yeah, so I don't know if that would have gone over very well, putting the title on Priest right away. I don't know if like, uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if he's actually ever going to be able to cash that in successfully if the WWE would put the chips behind Damian Priest, you know, like, he's just a little bit inconsistent, his matches are fine, his mic work is very, like, sometimes he's okay, sometimes he's decent, acceptable, almost good, and then other times he's just, just not good at it, he's messing up stuff, it just, it just doesn't seem there for me, but I did really like that little cash-in spot, that definitely made me pop, it was a good War Games match, it was good, 7 out of 10. And then, we're not done yet, folks. That fucking music hits. Oh, no. The crowd goes insane. He's back. CM Punk arrives. Oh, dear God, no. (laughs) He is back in the WWE. Punk goes crazy with the hometown fans as the show ends. And there was a little wholesome moment there where uh, Randy Orton waves at CM Punk. And they they have a little moment there because... Shit, dude, there's not very many guys left uh, when CM Punk was last in the WWE. Like, Randy Orton, John Cena, uh, who else would be there that's still kicking about? Like, 
There's going to be a lot of new faces here. It's an extremely risky gamble for the WWE to take on CM Punk. Uh, I discussed this a lot. Like, my wife and I were discussing this. Like, the time might actually be, like, as perfect as it can be for WWE to strike. Uh, they did just witness what went down in AEW. So they saw the the pre-test go down. They saw how it wasn't so successful over there with AEW in terms of the backstage politics. CM Punk went there, went to AEW and kind of just ruined the back the locker room. Like things have not been the same with AEW ever since CM Punk kind of went in there and and came out and 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 AEW the locker room, the the camaraderie definitely doesn't feel the same. Like that used to feel like a very very, very tight company, a very tight-knit group of guys and women in that locker room, and now after CM Punk, it definitely feels fractured, it feels damaged, and uh, I don't know if it's all because of him, I don't know, I don't get into the backroom politicking stuff too much, but yeah, it was kind of unavoidable with CM Punk, because it was just so drastic, the damage that he did to AEW, but, so the thing with AEW was, I think they, they, they gave in a little bit with CM Punk. So, you know, the shit goes down with CM Punk the first time. They they ditch him, but then they bring him back. They double down. They brought him back. Gave him his own show. It's not necessarily official that Collision was made specifically for CM Punk, but it definitely looked that way. It's like, okay, since you can't get along, play nice with the kids on Dynamite. We'll, we'll send you over here to Collision. You can play with the, the kids that you like over here and have it your way. And even that didn't work. So he got into backstage shit again and uh out he goes for a second time so fool me once shame on me shame on you fool me once fool me twice shame on me so i don't know it looks i don't think aew was gonna go for a third try with cm punk so here comes wwe they got uh you know they saw what went down they definitely liked what they saw in terms of the crowd reaction so you you got you're in chicago for survivor series it, it, it was just kind of meant to be, right? They're like, well, the time is right. I watched the the press conference with Triple H after, and he discussed it. That's basically what he said. It's like, you know, it's this isn't like out of quite out of line for WWE. The door is virtually never shut on anybody. Uh, an opportunity can come. The company, uh, WWE, like wrestling is so just a moment uh, a timing uh business it's it's all about timing and yeah like a year ago it was like a never like cm punk is never coming back and now here we are and he's back so i think it could be okay because now cm punk hopefully i mean it's a long shot but hopefully he learned a little lesson over there in aew and maybe maybe got an ego check that hey man you're not the big draw that you think you are outside of chicago I went to see him live in Toronto. That was the first time in AEW that he was kind of outside of that Chicago market, and we let him have it. We let him have it big time. We booed the shit out of him. We did not accept him. The The ticket sales were not good outside of Chicago for CM Punk being the big name on the card. He wasn't drawing the crowds. Um yeah, man, it's uh, hopefully that's an ego check for him. It's like, okay, I'm not I'm not the guy that I I was 12 years ago I I still have some of it but you know I watched him in ring it's not there anymore he's fine he can still put on a decent a good match but 
I never thought he was insane in the ring anyway. He was just different. He was unique. He was a different style. It's more about that promo. He's a, one of the better promos of all time. And even that has slid a little bit. Like, he's definitely not, you know, 20 Summer of Punk promos right now. But he can still cut a nice promo. He still has drawing power. Like, people discuss CM Punk. Whether you love him or hate him, they're talking about him. And they're coming to see him. Like, I literally bought a ticket to go see him. Like, I, I, was, I wasn't going to that collision. And then CM Punk was coming. I was like, fuck, I better go see him and see what what's going to happen. So, the guy draws. It's going to be big for the WWE. Like, that was a big night, man. Like, huge returns. The biggest being R-Truth. I mean, fuck, R-Truth coming back to the WWE. That's going to be huge for them down the line. Okay, that just fell over, but our truth, man, Jesus, uh, he's going to be, he could be main eventing summer, or uh, main, uh, main eventing WrestleMania this year. Now, obviously, I'm jesting. Randy Orton coming back in the fold is massive for the WWE. There was a long time there, man. I, I didn't know if he was coming back. It was very much so up in the air. He was very hurt. His back was very fucked up, but he really needed some time off. He's been in the WWE since he's like 20 years goddamn old. And yeah, man, it was good. It's really good to see him back. He looks absolutely revitalized. He might be in the best shape he's ever been in. He's huge right now. And what was great about Randy Orton before the whole injury thing, like he was having a lot of fun, man. He was having so much fun with Matt Riddle, having a great time. It looked like Randy Orton was having the best time in WWE that he's ever had. He was having so much fun. He was getting people over. It was we were entering the twilight of Randy Orton's career where he's just like, you know, what the fuck else do I need to prove? Let's make some other people stars. Let's have some fun. And hopefully we we can return to that when we get back to uh, regular programming, which is going to be must-watch television is Monday Night Raw. Like, what the fuck? CM Punk is back. Randy's back. R-Truth is back. It's going to be absolutely nuts. So... What do we think about the show overall? Like I said, going to be must-watch television. Yeah, amazing way to end the show. That's what you would. That's what you're kind of gunning for at the end of a WWE pay-per-view. You want something there that's like, F- I have to see what's going on on Monday Night Raw, and I think they nailed that. So that was well done. Uh, I would have to say the show. The show absolutely peaked early for me. Uh, right out of the gate, that women's war games match that was my favorite match of the whole entire show and it kind of went downhill like not drastically but it just it just hadn't it didn't hit the heights uh that that opening war games match for me did personally i just i really liked that one uh ripley versus starks and dragon lee versus santos were really underwhelming underwhelmingly short and uh yeah just not the matches i was hoping they were going to be especially with dragon and santos like we know that dragon can fucking go, and I was hoping that there were, you know, just maybe Santos isn't the guy to put him against. I don't know. Like I said, Santos doesn't have the most eye-popping offense, so I don't know. But there was a ton of, of wasteful show filler on this pay-per-view, man. God damn it. Could have easily given those two short matches, like, five to ten more minutes, and you could have easily added another ten-plus-minute match onto this pay-per-view there was so much fluff man so much fluff the little ruffles commercials they had so many recaps they had just so much wasted fluff it's like a four-hour show man and there was what one 
two, three, four, five matches in four hours. Like, that's kind of fucking crazy. Like, AEW would have had 78 matches in four hours. So, there's there's definitely way too much fluff going on in this. Like, the War Game matches were long, but, yeah, man, way, 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 way too much fluff. Big returns on this one for sure. Might have been some of the most returns on one show. And a lot of them didn't get spoiled. Like, they obviously... Uh, talked about Randy Orton, but, you know, I know the rumors were out there about CM Punk, but I don't believe rumors until it happens, and I see it, so I didn't know CM Punk would be there, R-Truth was a really nice, pleasant surprise, obviously, the Chicago crowd was excellent, what an awesome crowd they are, going nuts the whole time, obviously, they're going to make the CM Punk thing look as big as possible, because they're going fucking nuts for him, if it happened anywhere else, it might have not have been Uh, Ooh, that was a big one. Might not have been the welcome that CM Punk would have won. For example, if he showed up in Toronto, they would have booed the shit out of him, man. Like, they probably would have booed him anywhere other than Chicago. So, you know, good job. They they nailed the CM Punk thing. But let's just see how how the run goes itself. You got the return. Let's see how he does. Where is he going to go? What's he going to get into? Who is he going to get into it with? I would like to see him... Like, it'd be great to see him get into it with guys that he's never gotten into it with, but maybe start him out with a familiar foe, like a Randy Orton, or maybe Sheamus, whoever else was around at the time when CM Punk was there. So then, that's just an easy, lighter fluid for the few. It's like, oh, you're a fucking dickhead back then, you're a dickhead now, and and, and all that shit, so... Yeah, so that's the end of the show. I thought it was an okay show. 6 out of 10 is what I'm giving SummerSlam War Games. It was a solid show overall. Uh, peaked early. The ending was really fun. So, you know, that's kind of like that's kind of your main thing. You want to start strong and you want to end strong. But, yeah, that middle was a little bit weak for, for the show. Not, not a lot of pay-per-view quality in the middle. But a solid show overall. Check out the War Game matches. You'll have a lot of fun with that. And, obviously... What do you think about CM Punk coming back? Do you think it's going to be an absolute disaster? Or do you think WWE, you know, a little bit more, uh, what do you call experience under their belt? Uh, they're a way bigger company. They they tend not to fuck around with that kind of shit. So CM Punk might not have uh, the very a very big leash with the WWE. So they're going to have their eye on him and make sure that he's behaving himself. But it's it's good for wrestling, man. Like... The chance, the the chanting for CM Punk over the last like decade, ever since he left, the, the CM Punk chants have continued, and he's here now, so let's get it over with, let's see if it works, if it doesn't, then fine, we can get over it, we'll forget about CM Punk, and we can finally move on from it, and it's like, there you go, he was, he may end up going down as one of the most overrated wrestlers of all time, or he might just, you know, he might have a, might finish it out good here in the WWE, honestly, I would love for him to just have a good fucking respectable run and don't screw up everything so that would be great and speaking of great you're great for listening to this podcast thank you so much for listening or watching if you're watching it on youtube i do upload these episodes to the youtube channel gamer gx videos the links are all down there in the description you can watch it great place for you to drop a comment on the youtube channel uh send in your questions related to video games wrestling or hockey i would love to answer it live on the podcast you know send in your question what do you think cm punk is gonna do i'll love to answer that for you on the podcast be a lot of fun 
And if you don't want to have your question answered live, there's an email address as well. You can send in private questions, have a nice conversation or anything like that. It's all good. And uh, yes, there is a Twitter page if you want to go over there and follow along with that. I put up announcements when I can. And uh, yeah, all that good stuff. So again, thank you everybody so much for listening slash watching. And we'll be back again with some more GX Plus Cast. Yeah.